Now let's turn our attention to personal finance, talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, there's a lot going on this morning, so there's certainly a lot less time for us to be able to have this segment, but I hope you've been keeping well. Hello, Brian. Sorry, Cathy, can you not hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. I'm really nervous about talking to people because I speak to so many people every day. Mm. People are picking up COVID, they don't even know where they got it. They haven't been socialising, they've been self-distancing, they've been wearing masks and all that. But interesting what you wanted me to talk about, and particularly, is what's happening on the ground with what's happened last week. Yes, yes, yes. Because, you, you know, I think it's such a critical time for this country and many, many businesses, in particular small businesses, have bore the brunt of the looting and, and the criminality that we experience. And already we have calls of people who have been on the brink, Brian, and I can't imagine what it must be like to be one of those that has completely lost everything in, in the violence and, and not know where to begin in terms of picking up the pieces and, and trying to rebuild? Well, there's, there's two different aspects, and there's even, there's even a third. The first is it's those who have had insu- got insurance and those who haven't got insurance, mm. and then those who can start again and those who can't. So let me just first start with those who, who are the most unfortunate, who do not have insurance, and where does one start? Okay, the, the third, and I'm going to talk, also talk about a lot of organizations. Kathy, have we got a bit longer? Are we going to run a little bit over this morning? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, okay because I, don't, I, I want to deal with every aspect. It's, it's, it's all the different individuals. But if you're one of the unfortunate who does not, not insurance, where do you start? Mm. Well, the first thing you need to talk, and there are organizations, but you need to talk to your bank. And if you have a good record with your bank and you've worked with them for years, they will have a lot of information on you and they may be prepared to give you bridging finance. So let me tell you, those who've collected money, banked the money, done trading properly through the bank. There are a lot of people who have been very informal and they've been taking cash and they haven't really used banks and the banks don't have a history on them. So they, they're going to have a problem. And then for individuals, they need to reassess what parts of their business were successful and what weren't. Because as you know in business, we tend to cobble on a lot of extra things in our business that we think will be successful. Well, going forward now, for those who are starting again, they must concentrate on what their business, where the success of the business was. Uh, They may need to look at their savings if they've got any. They may have some investments. They may need to borrow on life policies, but they need to get advice on that. Uh, they may even have some, some of them may have some room in their access bond that they may be able to realize a little bit of funds from, from that source. But in all instances, um, don't get into more debt for the sake of getting into debt. Make sure you get into debt where you're going to bet your business back on the ground, not debt that you're going to pay living expenses. We'll talk about living expenses in a moment. Um, I'm also asked how one best prepares for such situations happening again. Kathy, you don't. Because, you know, I've always talked about emergency funds being three to six months. You need a lot more emergency funds. And how do you prepare for it? The only way you can prepare, it, prepare for it is to, have life, is, is to have short-term insurance. Insurance on your stock. Insurance on, on your goods. And whilst it may be expensive, you know, when you, you, you can insure for catastrophe, for the major events, not the small events, but um, from that point of view. But I must tell you, uh, the, un, the, the un, unlawful riots, which not only cost so many people their lives, 
uh, with their looting, once again highlights the haves and the have-nots. And I don't want to get into the political aspects of last week, uh, but I want to try and deal with, firstly, those that have had insurance. Mm. And I'll deal with that a little bit later. But first, whether you're one of the fortunate with insurance or not, all are affected in terms of having funds to replace essentials and put food on the table. There's even a bigger problem in some areas. There's no food as supply networks have collapsed. So government, I've been following government um, uh, sites. Government have not yet at all indicated where there will be any official relief funds formed to provide the necessary to give short-term help. But I have heard of quite a few relief programs started by different companies. The only one that the president has confirmed is under the Solidarity Fund, but unfortunately no details are available. But there have been others that I just mentioned, which were inviting small businesses to restart. I understand that one could really apply to BUSA, that's B-U-S-A, and to JCCI, but also very skimp at this stage on real information. I did receive a note from Standard Bank who have partnered with Gift of the Givers, providing an initial donation of 15 million to assist with supporting communities with immediate needs and toiletries. Another organization that I've seen comments on is Food Forward, I'll repeat that, Food Forward, One Farm Share, and UNICEF. UNICEF are supporting two organizations, Acting Gauteng and Refuge Social Services in KwaZulu-Natal, who will provide food, supplies, clothing, and that's obviously hygiene and sanitary products. And it's important that if you're affected, you stay abreast of developments in your local communities. People, you'll get to know about it, and you need to understand. There was an article in City Press which says it's insiders privy to the government's, government's clean-up plan, say that departments are working on relief packages affected by the rights, with specific focus on providing financial relief to businesses that are not insured, but government have not yet given any clarity to this article in the city press. Then there's Business Leadership South Africa, who has joined calls for the creation of an emergency fund to support those businesses that will otherwise be unable to reopen. And Pussy Mavusa, who's the BLSCA chief executive, executive, said, this is important as there are many viable and proven businesses that serve the economy and their communities well and pay taxes. And there was also a statement made by Cyril Ramaphosa that government is provide food relief to households affected by, you know, we hear all these things, but it's a delivery. Then you've got Sasa. Uh, and SASA will provide food parcels, cash, and vouchers to those in need. And again, skimpy details, no, no redeal. I will try and get more information on this as this week goes on. Uh, there have been many non-government organizations and non-profit organizations, which include Muslim Humanity and the Natal Moman Jamat Foundation, which has distributed thousands of loaves of bread and liters to communities. Then I think where those that have lost jobs, they would have a claim against UIF, that is if, they've been, if there's been a contribution made to them, for them by their employer. But a lot of people are not members and do not contribute to UIF. The sad reality that there will be smaller and medium-sized businesses 
many run by entrepreneurs that likely will not reopen the doors. The big companies, you know, we saw the big companies, the games and the checkers. Um, they will be affected, but they will be covered by insurance, um, which I'll discuss shortly. But it's the smaller businesses that were devastated by the tax. Big business will eventually be able to find their feet, but it'll be terribly tough for small business owners. Because many, as you say, Kathy, do not have the financial reserves to take the economic shock. And statistics that have come out from different business councils, and again, can't, can't, I can't actually categorically say this is correct, that 70% of small businesses were affected by the violence are black-owned and are not insured. So can I just talk a little about the insurance quickly, Cathy? So, so, Brian, before you do that, uh, we're just edging towards the 10.30 news. Yep. You can yep. go ahead and talk about the insurance after the news headlines. Okay. And I also want us to look at SASRIA and who is eligible to yep. uh, apply for assistance from SASRIA because I saw that they've said they're expediting some of the claims that are less than a million rand. And, um, you know, for those who've got claims over a million rand, they'll, they'll take a bit longer. Longer, but I don't actually know who would qualify uh, yeah. to, to claim from Assessria. So yeah, we'll I've got all that. I, I, I'll give you all that information. Mm, of mm, the news. No problem yeah. at all. So we'll continue with Brian Hirsch after the 10.30 news headlines. And Musa is standing by. And here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105.5 FM. You live on the talking point. We continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. And uh, today we're specifically looking at the recovery solution. So for those who have lost everything, where do they begin in terms of picking up the pieces of their lives and rebuilding the, their, their businesses, specific, specifically for uh, the small to medium enterprises? Brian, let's talk about the insurance. Okay, so, so let's talk about what SASRIA is. Mm. Um, those are, and not everyone has SASRIA. Many brokers automatically add SASRIA premium to the premium you, you pay. If you insure your motor car, there's a separate debit for SASRIA, which gets paid over to SASRIA. Um, the SASRIA, very simply, covers any damage caused during politically motivated rights or public promotion is covered by what is called the South African Special Risks Insurance Association, known as SASRIA. It's a state-owned enterprise and is the only insurance in South Africa that provides cover for any damage caused during this event. Um, SASRIA has already given us assurance that it's as confident will be able to provide for the anticipated claims. Remember, SASRIA won't handle all the claims and they've got reinsurance. In other words, even though they are the, the insurer at, at the front, they've got international reinsurers they reinsure with. However, businesses that do not have SASRIA insurance face the pros, prospects again of paying out of their pocket. So you've got to first check if you have SASRIA and to make sure you are covered with SASRIA as it does not automatically attach to the underlying policies. The first thing policyholders need to do is make contact with their brokers to find if they've got SASRIA. And then all extensions must be listed and the premium charged by SASRIA. 
SASRI does not cover everything from aim to, Z, to A to Z. Just to give you one such example, it covers dam damage to machinery, but does not cover machinery breakdown. So, for example, if you've got a machine that's been damaged completely, it can't be repaired, that's covered. If you've got a machinery that's now, now because of the riots, has broken down, they'll pay for the repair to the machinery, but not for the, for the actual cost of breakdown. And there are a whole lot of other conditions. What you need to do is, I would suggest, contact your insurance company to understand whether you need to deal with SASRIA directly. But I, even you do, will have to deal with SASRIA directly, but can you imagine the number of claims? I think get your insurance broker involved. Very important to get your agent or broker involved to help you through this. What is important, Cathy, you said they're gonna pay. SASRIA are gonna pay nothing if, unless they have all the documentation. You've got to get all the documentation together to support and prove your claim. You can't just go to SASRI and say, I've got a claim for 50,000 Rand, and you can't prove it. You've got to prove stock holdings. You've got to show them that you've actually what the loss is. And the quicker you do this, the sooner your claim will be paid. Because if you leave out some of the documents, you know it happens, they'll get the claim, they'll write to you and ask for more information, and then your file from being on the top claims file will go to the bottom of the file while you answer. So you must get all your documentation in, because otherwise you're going to have delays, uh, and that's going to be another delay. And then once, you're, once you've submitted your claim to your insurer, I think you should try and get your broker to help you get a small advance. Get an advance uh, from them because, you know, your claim may be 600000 but to get you back into business, you may only need fifty or 100000 just to get yourself started again. So better to get some money. So you need to talk to your broker, but you've got to first have proved your claim. In other words, they've got to say, yes, we accept this claim. You've given us all the documentation. Here's a check while the rest goes through all the different departments because you can imagine how busy you are. Yeah. Um, and... If you're underinsured, that means if you're not insured for the full amount, you are going to have a problem because your claim is not going to be met in full. It's going to be underinsured. So you need to, again, make sure that the, the, the amount you're claiming is covered under your policy. Underinsurance means if you should have been insured for 500000 and you were only insured for 250000 that means you are really only insuring half. The insurance company is only going to pay half. Um, SASRIA cover also covers business interruption cover. That means, it, like we had with, with, with COVID, where businesses lost profits, that covers standing charges and or work expenses. It doesn't automatically co cover net profits. But what is part of SASRIA's policy is that salaries and wages are considered part of the standing charges. And for those who work for companies that have this insurance, they must talk to their company, that's the company they work for, about continuing to be paid, particularly where the company has this insurance. Because the company can't say we don't have money if they're putting a claim in. They must talk to the employer and say, you, have you got this cover? If, if they've got this cover, then really, I'm, you must carry on at least continuing to pay me because you're going to recover it from the insurance companies. Um, uh, motor cars can also have uh, this, this cover as well. So really, for those who are insured, yes, you need to get onto that and make sure all your documents, those who aren't insured, well, you know, you, there are a lot of organizations. You need to keep your ear on the ground, who's helping, who isn't helping. 
I'll, I'll, can I repeat, Kathy, just for those, for the listeners, the various names of the companies that I've picked up that, are, that you can have a look at, and I hope uh, any of our listeners who are in this situation have got a pen there. But there's BUSA, B-U-S-A, there's J-C-C-I, there's the Gift of the Givers, there's an organization called Food Forward, there's UNICEF, uh, there's ACT, A-C-T in Gauteng, and there's Refuge, Refuge, Refuge Social Services in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, there is... I saw that um, Business Leadership South Africa, BLSA, and uh, SASA, S-A-A-S-A, Muslim for Humanity, and the Natal Memon Jamat Foundation. Those are the organizations. I hope to get more information, Kathy, uh, during the week, see what comes in, you know. But it, it's so skimpy at the moment. It's like we had with COVID. It took days and weeks and months to get these things sorted out. But this is, you know, this is far more critical. This is people who, you know, with COVID, people lost their jobs, didn't they have money. Here, they've lost their businesses and their jobs. Mm-hmm. So people need to keep their ear to the ground. Look, Brian, I think that at least some of the organizations that you've been able to give us today gives people uh, a place to start or at least a door to go knocking on um, where they need help, where they need some assistance. So you and I will certainly continue this conversation um, going into next week. And again, just for people to get in touch with you, your contact details, Brian. 